welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 635, recorded live on May 3rd, 2020, and here are your hosts, the man who seemed to be a bit distracted before we started recording, Dave Play. Hi. The man who is laser-focused on the podcast. Andy Laser laser focused. Laser focused. Right. You want to talk to me again about USB four? <laughs> As a possible topic, yes, we could. Laser focused on the wrong thing. <laughs> like Andy, you ready? I got to think of a random top, a random review. Like, okay, hey, USB four. Seven minutes later. Well, you asked me a question about it, which we'll get to in the you know get reach that topic, and then you know rabbit hole. Yeah, there you go. Laser focused down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Don't give me this laser focused bullshit. I'm sorry. When I told you the uh, random review, you were doing what now? I was watching a trailer <laughs> as a potential topic. Uh huh. It's a really cool trailer for what looks like a really cool topic. Mm-hmm. Don't give me that. <laughs> anyway, hi Andy. Hello. How are you? I am going. You're going. I'm going. Just going. Dealing yeah. with the the lockdown. I saw Michigan had some more uh, protests. Shall we say? Yep. Did not look, you know, good. Yep. But okay. we are, uh, the stay at home order, uh, currently has not been extended past the 15th. The emergency, though, has been extended till the, um, 30th, I do believe. Well, I can't really say we're in a better spot. Our legislature is suing the governor in the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court. Oh, no, our legislature was, I think, going to do the same thing. Yep. You know, what's really funny is even though Ohio has like the same order and lockdowns, I don't hear anything about their Republican legislature suing their Republican governor. Nope. Or, you know, armed protests at the Capitol building. Yep. Which, like, protesting is fine. Armed protesting is, like, treason. Like, that's getting real close to the border. Well, you, um, there is uh, an open, you know, open carry is not against the law in Michigan. So. Right. I, yeah, I understand that. No, I, I get that it was, in, in theory, it was legal. No, As long as no one fired. Yes. But if one person had fired, that's no longer a protest or a riot. That's, like, an attack on a government building. Yeah. I also don't know how those police, like, weren't afraid of their lives. I don't know. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. it's something. Masks are now finally, uh, required at all businesses, though, so that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah, our local grocery store just this week required, uh, their staff to wear masks. Yeah, no, um, I saw people at both Menards and Costco get turned away because they, uh, were wearing, not wearing masks and had no prior medical condition that, that would, um, cause problems for wearing masks. So they're so, like, you have to wear a mask. Yes. Are you medically able to wear a mask? Yes. Then you <laughs> must wear a mask. I'm religiously opposed to masks. No, I think that's only medically. I think I think in the thing it specifically says just medically. Um, what is a medical exemption from wearing a mask? Um, oh, I forgot. There was examples. <laughs> Like um, uh, people who have uh, asthma who already have difficulty breathing. I guess. So if you wear a mask, it will just, you know, compound the difficultness. <clears throat> difficulty. Okay. Well, uh, 
Yeah, uh, workplace yeah, masks or face coverings are not required if wearing one compromises the health or safety of an employee because of a medical condition. An employee is not required to produce medical documentation in such a case. All right. So everyone's required, mm-hmm. unless you have a, medically, a medical reason as to not to. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, no, it's um, <clears throat> it's been interesting times. Yeah, that's one way of putting it lightly. Oh, did uh, the the actually? I looked this up. The phrase, you know, may you always live in interesting times. Not actually yeah. any sort of Chinese proverb. I wouldn't have assumed that it was. Well, people, you know, had talked about it being, you know, nonchalantly, you know, it's an ancient Chinese proverb that may you, you know, sure. Yeah, now the British supposedly coined it. Yeah, I don't know that I ever would have uh, assumed that it was a Chinese proverb. I think just everybody did assume it was, but it's not. <sighs> So what have you been up to this weekend? Uh, I spent a lot of yesterday outside, which was very nice because like spending time outside in the sun, I mowed the lawn, I did some gardening, I cleaned the kitchen. Mm. That wasn't outside, that that was inside. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was kind of nice because um, I've got some, some very close friends here who are um, moving away. They're going to move over to Milwaukee. She got a new, he got a new job over there. She got a new job where she can work from home. Uh, so they are moving in like a week. Um, and we, we haven't seen them because the lockdown. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, we're in the area. Are you home? I'm like, where else would I be? Because uh, they'd gone into to work to clear out her office. And so they drove by and hung out in our driveway and we came out on the porch. And that's how the day started. Mm. Just like shouting at each other from the car in the porch. Well, I hope. What you about you? Did, uh, uh, it's yesterday. What did I do yesterday? I don't know. I assume there was something about like a tree. Yeah, we. I was out uh, working on the leaves in the afternoon, uh, in the morning, just, you know. More leaves. How many more leaves do you have in your yard, sir? Uh, I probably got two or three more bags to go because I've finally, you know, got most of the corner stuff down so I could probably just run it over with the lawnmower. Um, okay. But, uh, I still have stuff along the back fence line that I have to clean up still. So yes, I'm still <laughs> dealing with leaves. Just in time for them to start falling again. <laughs> Yeah, that was a kind of surprise. You know, I went out yesterday and there wasn't really much, you know, tree bloomage. But all of a sudden, you know, now it's like a look up and it's like, holy cow, trees are starting to get leaves again. So, But yeah, no, you should probably do it now because it looks like the uh, next week's going to suck. How come? Well, it's going to be like, what, a high of... 50? 55? I mean, that suck. It's just cool. It's going to get down to freezing on Friday. Oh, boo-hoo. Is it supposed to get that cold here? I don't think it is. You and your Michigan weather. No, I bet you on Friday, you got. I bet you anything, you're also going down to freezing, because I think that cold front that's coming down from Canada is going to... Friday is a low of 32 degrees. Nailed it. But that's the low of 32. Like, that's not what it will be most of the day. No, but you will get down to freezing temperatures. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe. We'll find out. I don't know. It's it's too beautiful to think about that right now. <laughs> I'm looking outside and I'm like, I just want to go out there and lay in the sun. Yeah, right now it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. I don't know what else to, to chat about on random stuff. Work going okay? Yeah, it's been, uh, oh, <laughs> So I don't know who built the racks in my building. Uh-oh. 
The server racks. Yes. Like the, okay, so the, you know, professional server racks, those ones are fine. But I have a lot of audio type racks that have been installed in places. For some odd reason, they just could not get them to be 19 inches. <laughs> they just can't. It's, ugh. Because I had, uh, they, they just can't? Yeah. So I was cleaning up the our server room because I've got time now because, you know, there's not a lot of people in the building to haul jack me. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was cleaning some stuff up, I uh, set my tools on our old router. And um, it turns out the old router had some bad fans. And when I bumped them by setting my tools on the router, I got one of the fans to, or both of them, I couldn't really tell, to spin back up again. <laughs> And they definitely had some bad bearings. Didn't we talk about this last week, or is that a different set of fans? No, no, I think we did talk about this, but I got the okay. new router in. I got ah. the, the new router got shipped from corporate. Okay. So I went, you know, I cleared everything up. I got everything organized to put the new router in the rack. And I, you know, pick it up to put it in the rack, and I slide it in, and it's not going in very well. And I finally get it in there, and I get one screw in, and I go to put the other screw in on the other side, and it's just like the poles are not lining up. And I'm just like, mm. Someone did a bad job. Yes, my rack um, is not square. It is basically a parallelogram. That's... <laughs> That's not usually good. No. No, that's that's a, technically a bad idea. So if I, you know, put the thing in the middle of the rack, things would line up because then I could, you know, it's a parallelogram. So everything is just, you know, slightly angled. But when I'm at the top, I, I don't have that room at the top. to. to it, it's just, <laughs> it doesn't work in certain parts in the rack. And I'm just like, well, this sucks. So I'm actually, uh, I can, I'll probably t- review this later, but I ordered a vertical rack. A holder. vertical rack. Yes. So instead of sliding it in horizontally, it slides in vertically. Yes. More like a folder than a tray. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Why didn't you just get like the the coffee table from Ikea? Um, because Ikea is all the way over in Canton. They deliver. I, yeah, I'm just, you know, I just, because I've already got the rack in there. There's already stuff in the rack. I don't want to take all that stuff out. So I'm just going to take the router and mount it behind the rack on the wood paneling vertically. And then everything should be fine. Okay. I got to try out the copier trick, though, too. The what? So, you know how you you ever hear about the copier trick when you're mounting things to the wall? Nope. Okay. So, I went and bought a power strip. Because it turns out our router and other things on that rack were not actually tied into any battery backup. Yeah. Yay. Um, So, I went to Menards. That's when I saw the guy get kicked out because he didn't have a mask. Um, And I needed to mount this power strip on the wall. And so, I had the two holes in the back. So it's like, okay, how do you line up the screws so you know where to put the screws in correctly? Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, it's nap time. Yeah. Man, kid does not like naps. Nope. So, you know, it's always that thing of, okay, how do you how do you figure out where the holes are on the wall if it's on the back side of the thing you're holding up against the wall? Yeah. So the idea is you you go to, you know, your office copy machine, you put the the thing on the copier and you photocopy it. <clears throat> then okay. you take the photocopy, you hold it up on the wall and that tells you where to put the screws. Yeah, then you drill in the the stuff there. Yeah. And then it's a photocopy so you can just literally just tear it off. Once you got the screws in the right spots. Nice. That's clever. I like it. Yeah, I've heard about it multiple times. I'm like, yeah, that's a neat idea. That's a neat idea. And I finally I'm like, oh, I get to do that this time. I don't I don't have a photocopier though. Like I do at work, but I'm not gonna take in a thing that I wanna mount at home into work so that I can photocopy the back. Uh the other thing I've seen people do is just take a piece of scrap paper and basically just um Trace. where the holes are. 
Yeah, you kind of do a tracing, and, and then, then you, just you poke through the paper where the holes are. Poke through the paper where the holes are, and that will tell and you where to put the screws. You put that against the wall. Yeah, that's that. I could see that working. That's I've bad. seen that. I've seen people do um, tape, mm-hmm. where they do like you know little like tape loops and they over kind of the make, hole. Yeah, over the hole. And so you and put it on the wall. Stick it to the wall and hope that the tape stays there. Yeah. So things like that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of neat little tricks you could use. Yeah. But yeah. No, I had the copy machine. I'm like, oh, screw it. I'll just do the copy machine. This will work out great. <laughs> you got to be careful though, because sometimes copy machine machines um will auto scale your uh your output to fit an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper so you got to make sure that it doesn't auto scale to fit because yep. then your holes will be way off and you'll be like why you have to do a working? one-to-one yeah have to do one-to-one have to do one-to-one so yeah it's just been a lot of cleaning and organizing at work okay so you know not much there just that stuff Yep. Yep. What else have I done? I worked on my puzzle program more this week, like a lot more. I sent you a link to it, right? Yes. You should go check it out again. Although I haven't deployed in a little while, so it wouldn't be the most up-to-date version. Don't worry about checking it out again then. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that all of the work I've done has been local. I haven't actually pushed it to the server yet. But yeah, I've been working a lot on that. I found an error in my code. Are you ready for this one? All right. So for some reason, when I make relatively large puzzles, yes. um, like, you know, 20 words, 30 words, plus i would go through and realize that like one of the words wasn't in the puzzle i'm like that's really weird why wasn't the word in the puzzle or uh it's in the puzzle but the letters are wrong that's also weird why would it do that that shouldn't happen uh and i i started going through my code and i'm like oh my god uh the code that makes the puzzle is 480 lines i have an error somewhere in 480 lines of code because it shouldn't be doing this and so I started adding uh, logging statements, right? Console.log, output statements. I added 53 output statements so that I could try and figure out what the hell was going on. That's about 10% of the code was just console.log. Um, and then I ran it and I watched the output. Now, all of these 53 output statements are part of different loops, right? They've got like four loops. They've got while loops. They've got all this stuff as it's going through and iterating and building the puzzle. And so I started, I ran it with the, um, with one that's like 20 words, 25 words. And I watched (laughs) as the, um, the, the count of the output just kept climbing 5,000 lines, 10,000 lines, (laughs) 25,000 lines, (laughs) 30,000 lines of output. And I'm like, ah, okay, so it's doing a lot of work. 30,000 lines of output. And then I finally went back and I'm like, okay, I found a puzzle where it has this error. Now let me trace through the output to try and figure out what the hell happened. It took four hours of iteration. I traced a little bit of output so that I could figure out roughly what was happening. And then as soon as I knew roughly what was happening, I was able to construct a smaller puzzle that would force it to happen so that I wouldn't have to go through 40,000 lines of code. And then I, you know, narrowed that down more. And then I got down into the the code itself and I started like stepping through the code along with the output. And I had a DY when I was supposed to have a DX in the code. That was the error. Oops. One letter. I had a DY and it was supposed to be a DX. Yep. I, uh, I found it though. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's been times where, um, I've done, um, uh, the wrong um, command for some of my command line scripts. Yep. Where, you know, turns out slash lowercase r is different than slash capital R. Uppercase. Oh, yep. absolutely. Command line? Yeah. Yeah, case sensitivity, man. Yep, so there was case sensitivity. I've had run into problems with that. 
uh, I've run into things where uh, spaces versus non-spaces for some of my stuff. Because, you know, I have to deal with other people <laughs> writing the actual files that I'm trying to find. So <laughs> I have to deal with as much predicting human error as possible. Yep. And uh, what's the other one that's always fun? Oh, there's a, there's a program that I use. Uh, it's an open source thing there, which can take MP3 files and slice and dice them as you see fit. So you really? Can say, yeah, you can take a you can take a, like an hour long MP3 file and say, hey, I want to chop this up into 15 minute segments. Okay. Or what I do is I say, hey, I want you to chop this up anytime there's a space of silence longer than two seconds. And I want you to that get rid of the like silence. That sounds really awesome software. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a neat little, it's a neat little piece of software. Yeah. So it goes through the MP3 file, finds all the silence sections, chops them where the silence sections are, and throws out the silence bits. The problem is, is for some reason, and I haven't looked at the code on this, and I'm not sure if somebody's still developing it or not, um... But sometimes when it chops up the MP3 files, uh, sometimes it would label them as MP3 one, MP3 two, MP3 three. Other times it would label them as MP3 underscore one, MP3 underscore two, MP3 underscore three. Oh no! And I could not, for the life of me, figure out the rhyme or reason. When it was doing what it what it was doing. Yeah, why? Oh, that's crappy. So I basically wrote my script twice, <laughs> saying, "Hey." Do the script for MP3 one, and then do it again for MP3 underscore one, because one of those will work. And Either God w- forbid it does MP3 one, MP3 underscore two. No, it doesn't do that. It's either all of the ones or all of the others. It doesn't switch between the two of them randomly. But still, it was just, oh, jeez. Well, okay then. Yeah. Oh, have you also uh, heard about Java? Have I heard about Java? I I don't know what you mean by that question. Supposedly the latest because version like, of Java is like a subscription-based thing. Say what? Like Oracle and like Oracle's causing Java to be What? Subscription-based? I mean, how? news yeah i'm trying to find out i'm like i i heard about this through the grapevine i haven't looked into it do you mean like the java editor could be like i don't know what you mean by the latest version of Uh, java is java se is only available through oracle and um yeah non-commercial users will have to start paying in january 2020 so java uh, yeah, Java SE version eight update two one one is the uh, is the first version to require subscription support. So if you have <sighs> Java um, SE, you you know stuff. Java, if you have a Java based program, you got to be careful about upgrading your Java. I don't even remember what SE stands for in this case. Standard edition, I think. Yeah, it requires all commercial users of Java SE <clears throat> purchase an annual Java SE subscription to pay, obtain any future patches and updates for Java SE release eight or higher i wonder how long that's gonna last <laughs> well we're at work looking at uh open source <laughs> versions of java yeah java se8 oh okay that's what i thought java se8 was released in 2014 java se14 was released this year so are they saying all of them would require some sort of subscription or just se8 uh, all of the versions of java se 6 7 9 10 11 and 12 and any patches or updates that are released on or after april 15th will also require a support subscription so I think that's for the old versions of Java because they need to keep maintaining these going back seven years. 
problem is, is if you wrote your program on one version of Java, it may or may not work. On later versions. On later yeah. versions of Java, yeah. Also, it is putting the onus on the person who wrote the program. Uh, how many Java-based things do you have where you have a dialogue with the developer? Um, our automation system. Yep. Anything else? <laughs> um... <clears throat> trying to remember if our rds encoder is java ba- no because they switched over to html5 or was that or was that our codec i'm trying to remember one of them's a web-based gui that required java to run it and then they dropped that java no that was flash god there's so many legacy freaking things out there <sighs> I'm still annoyed that I can't actually access an FTP site through Google Chrome. I thought I saw an update that says you can now. Well, I just tried to download something from a company's FTP site uh, earlier this week, and I got... So... You mean got... I got got bupkis. I got nothing. I got... Okay, Uh, there's an extension for an SFTP client inside Chrome. Just, you know, putting that out there. I know, but then I'd have to actually go through the process of whitelisting that Chrome extension because I've got basically every Chrome extension blacklisted. Oh, you poor baby. The person literally in charge of whitelisting extensions would have to go and whitelist an extension. Oh, I know, but then I got to go find the Google ID. And then I got to go to the five different domain controllers that I have on there because we have five separate domains, which means we have five separate group policies. I have to update each of those group policies individually and then push out and the group policy update. And all of this update. takes how long? Oh, sorry. One time payment of $50 is required after the two hour trial expires. Oh. Oh, this is what I saw. You can't do it in Chrome anymore <laughs> as of uh, Google Chrome 82. Yeah, no, I know. Why? What? I've never seen Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, but there's like four robins outside staring <laughs> into my window. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> there was a swarm of bees in our cherry tree. Yeah, it had just like a flowered. legit swarm? Yeah. That's cool. It had, it had I mean, just flowered. And so I look out the window, I'm like, something's off with that cherry tree. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, no. Bees. Bees. Mm -hmm. So um, we should probably hit topics. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. We we started off really slow and then just kind of picked it up and kept rolling. Yeah. Uh, can I can I do Elon Musk before we do anything else? Elon Musk had an absolute meltdown this week. (laughs) That boy needs to get out of his house. That boy needs medication. (laughs) Uh, So. If you recall, not too long ago, uh, he got in trouble for tweeting. Yes. Saying something about, like, funding secured for taking Tesla private, uh, and then it wasn't. And he's been, like, under investigation for that. And one of the rules for that was any tweets that he makes need to be, like, vetted by Tesla's attorneys. Mm-hmm. So he didn't do that. Uh, he started tweeting a bunch of, like, insane shit, like, talking about how the lockdown is uh, uh, like unconstitutional. I don't remember the exact words. I don't want to put words in his mouth. He puts plenty of them there himself. Um, but essentially, rel- like talking against the, the stay-at-home orders, saying that people shouldn't be forced to do this. Uh, he also said he was going to get rid of all of his physical possessions and not have a house. <laughs> his and- girlfriend is mad at him. <laughs> He said that his girlfriend is mad at him. Uh, And he said that Tesla's stock price is overvalued. Yep. At which point, Tesla's stock price dropped 10%. Wow. He he was on the front edge of that curve. (laughs) 
Uh, are you on the front edge if you're the one who makes it? Hey, the first person to report to a fire is the arsonist. No, not at all, but also no. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he, he might be in trouble for this again and was asked by a, a, a paper like, hey, were these tweets vetted by an attorney as you are legally required to do? And he's like, nope. Uh, <laughs> I... I don't know what to add on to that. Like, why? I don't know. I I don't know either. Well, now he just tweeted asking um, if anybody, anyone think they can get a good good lawyer? No. He asked, anybody think they can get a good multiplayer Minecraft working on Teslas? Or maybe create a game that interacts virtually with reality like Pokemon Go while driving safely? Like a complex version of Pac-Man or Mario Kart? Not while you're driving safely. No, not while you're driving safely at all, no. Wasn't there Waze, I think, had something on there where you could pick up things? Waze had, like, yeah, things that were dropped on the road that you could pick up. But it, was, it wasn't it was really interactive. It was just you picked it up. But still, no, I feel like if you're driving, you should be driving for a specific purpose of driving. You, you are driving. Mm-hmm. Focus on driving. Now, I've seen, um, I swear I've seen this on maybe either concept cars or something else where they had those uh they had kind of like a a prism on the in front of the screen okay so when you looked at the screen from the driver's seat position you could only see one thing but if you looked at the screen from the passenger's position you would see something completely different ah so the the angle of view changed it's like the mirages right the things that like you tilt it and it's supposed to look all 3d yes i swear i saw that either in a concept car of some kind or something you you do something like that then maybe yeah where the driver can only deal with driver stuff yep and the passenger can put on like Netflix. Yeah. Because that's not going to be distracting to the driver at all. <laughs> well, if they're wearing uh, Bluetooth earbuds. Yeah, but then what does the driver get to listen to? Uh, Something else? The or radio? does the driver just not get to listen to anything? You can have multiple audio streams going at the same time. It's not like now where everybody is in the car is currently forced to listen <laughs> to one thing. Yeah, maybe. So... <clears throat> Oh, I remembered something else I did this week. What? I played around with Google Sheets scripts. There are scripts for Google Sheets? Yep. You can do cool stuff in Google Sheets, like when someone clicks on this button on this cell, do this stuff. Well, that's fancy. Now, if I can only get everybody at work to do Google Sheets. Yep, you can do cool. Pro- I mean, you can do cool programming like this in Excel, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I use a a sheet for my Pathfinder games. Oh. Someone made a really good character sheet, like a really good character sheet uh, that tracks a ton of stuff for you. But it, it doesn't make it easy to, like, take damage. You have to go in and find the HP cell and update it. And that's fine, but... But when you have 17 damage and the GM says, like, take 14 damage and then someone says, like, no, wait, I reduced that by six. So you're like, OK, wait, so how much am I? <laughs> 14. Uh, so I, I wrote a script that just pops up a little window that's like, OK, how much damage do you take? And you just type it in and hit enter and then it updates yourself. And so I, I reached out to the guy who made the spreadsheet and I'm like, I did this to your sheet. And he's like, that's pretty cool. Can you do this? And so he and I are working <laughs> together. Or she and I. I actually don't know. They and I, the developer and I. I think that would be uh, yes. 
Okay, so Musk had a meltdown. What else is new? Um, last week we talked about a lot of things that were canceled. Yes. This week I thought I would post a few things that are running in a virtual way. Gotcha. Uh, so for instance, MST3K was supposed to be touring around right now. Yeah. Uh, they can't. Like, they could tour, but no one can come to their thing. So they are doing a live riff-along uh, tonight, actually. So by the time you listen to this, it is too late. But check, because maybe they're doing another one, uh, where they will be doing their thing live streaming. Or you could just watch the previous one. That's, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, the whole point is to watch it live, isn't it? If you want to watch the previous one, you can just go and watch the show. Yeah, true. Is MST3K just the original CinemaSins? Do you know what Cinema Sins is? That's the that's the thing where the guy you know has um, brings up the the Hello. trailer things. He doesn't yeah. do the trailers. He does the movie, and he he points out like flaws in the movie. Okay, because there's Cinema Sins, and then oh, the other one's Honest Trailers, right? Yes, Honest okay. Trailers, and then there's Hishi, which is how it should have ended, and then there's Pitch Meetings, <laughs> which is what would the pitch meeting for this movie have been like? And really, any major motion picture release gets all four of these things. Yep. I've had to avoid them for Rise of Skywalker. I still haven't watched it. I was posted five days ago. What? Cinema Sins, Everything Wrong with Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Yep. 23 minutes? Yeah. Whoo! They're hilarious, though. I know. I know. So... Um, other, uh, excuse me. uh, remote things and streaming things and all the other fun stuff. Um, so NASCAR. Everybody talks, okay. NASCAR. Sure. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm going to go this way. Nope. Uh, uh, no, just the, I, we've, we've mentioned this before, right? That there's the like eye racing thing. Yeah. Uh, they're doing it again. It'll be on Fox. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else is going to, um, use a racial slur and then get <laughs> dropped by his team. Oops. Or not dropped by his team, but I think dropped by his sponsor. Sponsors, yeah. Oops. Yeah. I deeply regret what I said. Uh, I I get that, like, they probably forgot that they were not in an isolated environment. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's got to be a big difference, but you shouldn't be saying that sort of thing even in an isolated environment. I love it that the top comment on this article is, is these video game sessions have produced less drama about who wins and more about who does the most damage to their careers <laughs> this might be the week a driver clubs a defenseless baby seal <laughs> <laughs> oh i kind of want to watch it just because like just to see what it's like it makes me wonder a little bit about like the race in ready player one either the book or the movie honestly like it doesn't really matter which one but like if if you're getting these professional drivers into a virtual course why not take advantage of the fact that it's a virtual course why not do things in these racetracks that like the drivers would be wholly unprepared for and just you know see how they react Kind of like, you know, watching some of the races in uh, GTA 5. Yeah, or like, what happens if all of a sudden in the middle of a NASCAR track, there's a loop-de-loop? -loop. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, we could never actually do that. You could never actually put that in, in the real world. It's way too dangerous. But if they, you know, so what? It's not like there's actual cars getting hurt. So you go from NASCAR to Rocket League very quickly. <laughs> 
Well, but I, I want it with like realistic physics. So I want them to, to be driving the car and, and have it like do what they're supposed to do. But like, so you what want beam and G is what you want. Sure. I have no idea. What, what if they do like go off the gravel onto sand? What if we give their cars weapons? <laughs> what if we get professional race car drivers into Mario Kart? Wasn't somebody doing something like that where they were taking professional athletes and just throwing them at random games? I have no idea, but I, I want this because I want the game and the skill set to overlap. And I feel like this is one of the few places where you could do that. I don't know. Come on. Can't you just imagine Dale Earhart Jr. like pulling out a blue shell? <laughs> imagine the, the layers of complexity that you could add on to this race, like the strategy that would be involved. Saving certain things for different times, saving boosts, or I don't know. I think it would be hilarious. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you wanted to, to talk about something. Um, Google Meet is now free for everyone now. Cool. Before it was, you know, Google had Meet. <laughs> yeah. But um, you had to be basically invited by a G Suite user. Ah. Now, um... <clears throat> It's free for everyone until, I think, the end of September. Cool. Google needs to figure out their messaging messaging. Well, yeah. No, I feel like this happened, though, because, you know, like, did we talk about that topic where the guy from Google was in a corporate meeting and his kid walked in and asked him what he was doing? And he was like, oh, you're on a Zoom meeting. Oh, we did not talk about that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, no. So the the VP from Google corrected his son, and then his son was like, oh, man, I love those Zoom meetings. It's great. You know, he was just <laughs> going off on how great Zoom meetings were Oh, to a corporate-wide Google Meet group. Oops. <laughs> With a bunch of VPs. Yeah. At which point someone was probably like, okay, we screwed up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Google missed the boat on that one. That was a month ago. Yeah. They they needed to get ahead of that and didn't. So. And at this point, like, it's too late. Yeah, no, Zoom is just, that was, uh, we actually had that at work. <laughs> I was down in Coldwater because um, I guess the people in Coldwater were <laughs> bored. So they decided to literally move everyone around in the office except for why one person. Just for the hell of it? Well, I guess um, there were some... All the there, uh, uh, we we uh, we had downsized uh-huh. the office, and so there were uh, three, yeah, three salespeople still in the cubicle farm area room. Okay, and we had um, yeah, three other rooms open that nobody was in, so they they each basically just took a room. Okay. But, you know, this was something that, you know, I feel like they should have told their IT guy first before they all moved computers and phones and everything. <clears throat> Would have probably been good. Yeah. So um, I went down there and one of them was, you know, trying to get her video camera to work, which I'm not sure there's something wrong with either the camera or there's some software blocking the video because all it is is just a white screen and Chrome can't actually get the camera to load. Okay. Um. But she's like, how do I set up these Zoom meetings? I need to get the software installed. And I'm just like, well, no. well, well you know, who who sent you the Zoom meeting, you know, request? And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm sending one out to everybody. And I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, you're not. Why, why are you doing that? And it's like, oh, well, you know, somebody told me that's what we should use for our stuff. And I'm just like, you pay how much for Google? Oh, some ridiculous amount. And I'm like, no, you know, Google beat, you know, because he's like, well, what happens if I run out of time? And I'm like, no, we have Google meet. There is no time limit. 
there's there's a time limit on Zoom, yeah. which I'm sure someone told you about, yeah. but we aren't using that. No. We have Google Meet for a reason. You know, you set it up in your Google Calendar, you can send them an invite. Everything yep. else is already set, ready to take care of. Yep. No problems. We have teams for that at work. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so now, yes, anybody with a Google account can do Google Meet. Cool. So uh, after September 30th, meetings for non-G Suite accounts will be limited to 60 minutes, which I feel like if you haven't gotten whatever you're doing done in 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, some of them are, are not like we need to sit down and do this. Some of them are just conversations. Yep, that's true. I was thinking of trying to set up a Google Meet with everybody. Just, you know, see how everybody's been doing. Do it. So That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. I'd I'd be happy to take part of that. All right. Well, I'll send it out to the to our Hangouts group. <laughs> um, all right. So what else we got here? Um. <clears throat> oh, they Evo uh, twenty twenty is going to be hosted electronically. Yep. The um, this is the was... the fighting games competition. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah. The the lag on that is going to be a little interesting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, there's a new Assassin's Creed game. Yes, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You will get okay. to play the Vikings. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I I I got Assassin's Creed. I understood that. I understood Assassin's Creed like the Middle Ages kind of Assassin's Creed. Like that was really cool. That like going to Italy and being like, oh, it's it's the Templars and the Church versus the Assassin. Uh, and then, like, what? Then you went to um, the Caribbean. No, you, you Which, went to... Which, again, like, okay, I get it, right? Sure. Like, yeah, maybe there's this secret society that's pervasive throughout history. and, and has, But, like, then they jumped us back to ancient Greece? No, ancient... Uh, no, they went... They went um, so Assassin's Creed, then you went up to the Enzio trilogy. Ezio. Ezio trilogy. Yep. Then you then went you to the, the American Caribbean, Revolution. American Revolution. Yep. Then the Caribbean. Then the Industrial Revolution, I think. Yes. With, in um, uh, England. Yeah. That was the one where you play as like the two assassins, the brother and sister. Yes. Then but we I'm, went I'm back saying like to... all of those were going forward in history, and that's fine because the assassins had a start point. Yeah, and then you and, went um then we jump back to Assassin's Creed Origin which was theoretically the start point yes and then which you jumped was in Egypt then you jumped back even farther to Assassin's Creed Odyssey which I think was supposed to be the start of the Templar not technically the start of the Assassins but the start of the Templar 431 BCE for Odyssey <laughs> what was the time frame of Origins 49 BCE. Okay. So to be clear, it's not ancient, ancient Egypt. It's just old Egypt. Yes. It's Egypt in the time of the Romans. Yes. Okay. And now we're going to Vikings. Yes. We're going to, uh, what time frame did they say? I guess that could be like 500. <clears throat> like when were the Vikings big? Eric the Red was in 950 to 1000 uh, common era. Uh, okay. 25. Uh, King Alfred of Wessex is an antagonistic Figure he was around from 871 to 866. Okay, so that makes me feel better. It is more reasonable that the assassin order has spread in those 800 years. Yes. I mean, the idea of there being assassin Vikings is a little kind of nutsy, but it feels like it was a random word generator. Like, I need a character for a game. Uh, you get to play an assassin Viking. Well, it, the game takes place in Norway and England, and I'm guessing he meets up with the assassins in England. But why would there be assassins in England? Uh, 
they got spread there from the Romans? I don't know. I You know where I am right now in the series? Ezio? <laughs> no, I've got, I did all the Ezio. I did American okay. Revolution. I'm on Black Flag. You're on Black Flag. Yes. I, I have a lot of these games and have not played them. And I feel kind of bad about that. Like, they're not bad games. They're, no. they're fun. Yeah. I just can't, like, every time I sit down to be like, you know what, maybe I'll play Assassin's Creed. I'm like, or Factorio. I could tell you right now on my Xbox 360, there is an Assassin's Creed game disc in the Xbox 360 right now. Yeah, but does your Xbox 360 even turn on at this point? It's, it's plugged in. <laughs> It's plugged okay. in. I could probably turn it on right now. When When's the last time you turned it on? Um, Isaac was still a baby. So sometime within the last. Ring? Sometimes within sometime within the last two years. Okay, so probability of a red ring is. I don't know. Now you're going to make okay. me, as soon as we're done with the podcast, go over there you're and turn like, this I'm on. I'm going to go turn that on just to make sure. Yeah. Because that'll make all the difference. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, you're going to be a, you're going to be a Viking. Woo! The, uh, the one nice thing, though, is the fact that uh, Ubisoft has said that they are going to use smart delivery for the game. Okay. So, if you own an Xbox <laughs> One and you buy this game and then later you get the Xbox Series X for Christmas. Yeah. You will not have to buy an Xbox Series X version of the game. Ooh, that's an interesting business model. You will only ever need to buy a smart delivery game once, and you'll be able to play it on both consoles. Uh, don't tell Bethesda. <laughs> who's, who's like... Bethesda's current practice is to just have you buy the same game on seven different consoles. Bethesda's third party, right? I mean, third party to what? Like they're they're not a they're not like Bungie. They are they're independent. Okay, they are fully independent. Because Microsoft has said that all first party Xbox game studio games will get the feature. Cyberpunk twenty be, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is not Microsoft anymore either. They're not right. I thought they were. They haven't been for for a while. They were Activision. I think they went fully independent oh, again. Yeah, Xbox Game Studios till 2007. Yeah. Oh, damn, that was such a good video game. I wonder if I can find that game. Is that on good old games? I'm talking about Oni. Oh. It was a really good game. That looked good. I had no idea that it was Bungie either. <clears throat> I didn't either, but that that was a... It, it, you know, I'm seeing the screenshots. That's a good-looking game. Uh, I don't see it anywhere. It had a cool story. It was awesome... So yeah, so instead of Microsoft trying to eke out a couple of extra bucks from the handful of people that would buy it twice, Mm -hmm. they just said, you know what? We're setting this up. You buy it on one, you'll get it on the other for free. That's really cool. Yeah. I I hope that becomes a more consistent thing. So that's why I threw that on there is, you know, the uh, Ubisoft announced the game and Microsoft said, (laughs) you know what? Don't worry about which platform you want it on. You'll get it on both. But man, no, being of Scandinavian heritage, I really want (laughs) to... play this game I, but now I, I feel like forget that you are of scandinavian heritage because when i think of like viking and i think of andy low with all due respect and no offense intended those don't mesh you mean you didn't remember me when i was a blonde haired blue-eyed small child i i vaguely do i mean keep in mind you and i didn't start to seriously interact until fifth grade you look at pictures of me from when i was isaac's age i had like blonde hair and blue eyes and yet viking still doesn't like really come out of that andy my middle name is anderson okay 
Mr. Anderson uh, still does not ring Viking. Son of Anders? Andy, I'm, I don't know what to tell you, man. You you do not have the physical prowess of a Viking. <laughs> You are lanky, sir. I have a hard time picturing you on a longboat waiting to go ashore and, like, destroy a village. (laughs) Which you can do in this game. There are uh, raids and there are assaults. Okay. So I guess you can raid villages and you can assault, like, forts. Cool. And at some point, I guess you can customize your guy and then basically merc him out to your friends for their assaults as well. Nice. So. Uh, evidently, it doesn't need to be a guy either. The main Ooh. character is going to be male or female. Well, that's good. Avor. You can customize Avor's hair, clothing, war paint, and more. It takes place in Norway and England. It will have three major cities to, to visit. <clears throat> you earn new abilities through a system mechanically similar to a skill tree. So a skill tree. They said it was slightly different. I would have linked the actual interview they did with the, um, um, with the, who did they do an interview with? Creative director (laughs) for the game. Oh, it'll have a settlement building function too. Yep. Which he talked about reading Death Eaters, which that is like the Hmm. one Michael Crichton book I actually have not read. I keep meaning to do so and I just never, or is it Death Eater? No. I mean, that's a Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Oh, Eaters of the Dead. That's what it is. Ah, that is very different. Yes, that is that is very different. But yeah, no, it's like one of the Michael Crichton novels I have not read. I think I've literally almost read everything else of his. So yeah. All right. What else? Uh, Shoot. (laughs) We. What else we got on the list that you want to care about? Um, oh, oh uh, the FCC lost their uh, lawsuit against a couple of New York Times reporters. Yay! So they are now going to be required to um, turn over the IP addresses of the fake comments. Yes, is what I I remember reading about. Yes, that's that's big. Like potentially, that's that's good. The judge didn't entirely disagree with the FCC, arguing that it would constitute an unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. Uh, but she said that the agency had failed to adequately spell out how anyone would be harmed by the disclosure. <laughs> but the people who paid us to cheat might be uncovered. Yeah. And then they want their money back. The public interest in, diclo- in disclosure is great because of the importance of the comment process to agency rulemaking is great. If genuine public commenting is drowned out by fraudulent facsimiles, then the notice and comment process has failed, which it did because hardcore it failed hardcore the problem is with the comment system is you can say everything you want they still need to listen and if they're not listening doesn't do you much good no nope. <sighs> uh what about frontier communication oh yeah so other fcc stuff um the ntca which i forgot exactly what that stands for but that's rural broadband uh, is asking the fcc to check out frontiers recent filing where they said they have deployed 25 3 25 down 3 megabits up broadband since june 2019 and that the census blocks should thus be removed from the lists of blocks where other isps can get funding to put out broadband because it's first one there 
Um, as soon as one person does, then other people can't get funding for it? Yeah, the FCC is just trying to distribute up to $16 billion to ISPs that commit to deploying broadband in a census block where there already isn't internet speeds of at least 25 down and 3 up. So if somebody's already there, this is this is to help expand broadband. Yeah, so if there's, yeah. if there's no broadband access, you can basically get money from the FCC to put broadband internet access there. Right. And, and then, Frontier's recent filing says that they listed 17,000 census blocks where they had deployed it. And everybody's like, uh... No, they haven't. Yeah. And and it's going to come down to the definition of, like, what it means to deploy to that census block. If I can put one house in that block on my network, have I deployed to that block? Well, they, they this, is, this is their actual statement to the FCC. It may yeah. be possible that Frontier did precisely what was necessary to meet the standards for reporting significant increased deployment during this eight-month period in the face of years of historical inaction in these areas, admitted shortcomings on interim universal service build-out obligations and increasing financial struggles, including their bankruptcy. However, such a remarkable achievement warrants validation and verification given the implications. NTCA therefore urges the commission to immediately investigate the claims of coverage made in the frontier filing. Several, uh, severe, no... <laughs> And NTCA further states that its members uh, serve rural areas, serve rural areas in the same states as Frontier, and indeed they frequently field pleas from consumers living in the later latter service areas in need of access to robust broadband service. This experience. And their decades of experience in serving sparsely populated rural areas of the nation more generally have caused NTCA members to question whether the filing accurately reflects the conditions on the ground, changing so quickly in so many places in such a short time. (laughs) Wow. So Frontier may have done the bare minimum, which, as I said, is like if I if I deploy to a house, does that count? Yes. Man, birds are jerks to each other. I just got to I'm watching crows and robins and cardinals like fight each other at this point. <laughs> birds are absolute jerks to each other. Uh, OK. Other people are saying that, you know, they had missed previous build out milestones for less robust service. They are currently losing a large number of customers hemorrhaging cash and seeking bankruptcy protection. It's hard for them to believe that they uh, claim that it has upgraded service to 25.3 in 16,000 census blocks in eight months. When they're going through all this shit. Yeah. So I could I could understand that. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of people now petitioning the FCC to go, um, can you guys double check their numbers? <laughs> so. Okay. Um, the next Mars rover. Yes. Mars 2020. Perseverance. Oh, okay. So the next one. Mars 2020 is already like on its way way isn't it uh where is oh no, okay mars 2020 perseverance rover oh so i was right i i guess i thought that had already launched mars 2020 is a mars rover mission by nasa's ex- mars exploration program that includes ah. the perseverance rover launch window is july 17th through august 5th yep okay so evidently it will have a helicopter attachment. Oh, well, that should be fun. They also attached the Mars helicopter, making sure it is ready to fly in Martian skies and pave the way for future space unmanned aerial vehicles. Uh, all right. I, I don't know if it's an existential question or just a question of labeling. If it can fly, is it still a rover? Well, Perseverance is a rover. 
Okay. It, the it the helicopter wheels. is called Ingenuity, which good name for it. <laughs> yeah. So Ingenuity will go and like fly around and take pictures and bring them back to Perseverance. Uh, it is expected to fly up to five times during its 30 day test campaign early in the rover's mission as basically a tech demo. Each flight is planned to take mo- no more than three minutes at altitudes ranging from three to 10 meters above the ground. It could potentially cover a distance up to 980 feet per flight. <laughs> so the idea was basically, yeah, it would probably just fly a bit scout ahead scout ahead what like (laughs) not like it's changing ingenuity is designed to be a tech demo by jpl to whether to whether the technology can actually fly and provide better mapping and guidance that would give future mission controllers more information to help with travel routes planning and hazardous avoidance yeah i'm just imagining like aliens land and the first thing that lands is just like a stationary thing right that was our our first landers just sat there unfolded and didn't move yeah and then the next wave are these things that like start to move around but they're still limited you can still see them coming from a long way away like you can you can hide you can get out of the way they're not going very far very fast and now like the next it's like the star trek episode where the the thing keeps evolving to get stronger and stronger and so like the next wave of landers like okay now they can fly Should be interesting. I mean, I'm curious how it looks. It looks big. Granted, you know, the actual the rovers rover, are huge. Yeah, no, you, you look at Curiosity and Perseverance, which looks, looks like Perseverance is basically built off of the Curiosity platform. Yeah. Hey, Curiosity's engineering team was, was involved in the rover's design. Amazing. Yeah, I like they are big. Yeah, no, it's like you, you don't think of them the, as big. You think of them as, as relatively small. They're like six feet long. Uh, yeah, uh, 10 feet by nine feet by seven feet for Perseverance. Jeez, 10 feet long? 10 feet. That's my car. Yeah. Like a car is about 10 feet long. Yeah, 10 feet long, nine feet tall, seven feet wide, I think, if I read those right. Either way, that's, yeah, that's that's car size. That's a, that's a big thing. Yep. The, the space chopper is four pounds. Well, it has to be lightweight because there's not a lot of air for it to fly on. Right, very thin atmosphere, yep. but also less gravity. Yes, but the actual air thickness is what really... Makes a huge difference yeah yeah you're, you're gonna get way less thrust from or not thrust lift yes uh yeah okay should we wrap this up yes probably should yes all right my random review this week is yeah. inware i-n-w-a-r-e it is an android app that uh basically tells you everything you probably ever wanted to know about your phone does it tell me how much space i have left on my phone uh, device memory it tells you uh, display features identifier system where is it um i think it's i basically used it for keeping track of um <coughs> charging and such okay got the ram where is the cpu clusters cpu usage uptime where is <laughs> They're not actually listed. I feel like that would be something under like, hmm, it's not on here. (laughs) Dang it. So I immediately found something that's not listed there. Yep. Yep, you did. Okay. Well, shoot. Anything else I I can tell you about? You know, what Android version am I running? (laughs) What Android version are you running, Andy? Uh, I am running Android 10. Because whatever you're running is what I'm running. Yeah, Android 10 security patch for April 5th. Got, you know, the build ID numbers here. I just like it because at the very end, it gives you your battery information. (laughs) Okay. Which, you know, um, there there are 
Like, what what do you want about your battery information? Well, mine uh, would uh, tells me if I'm, you know, using quick charge or not. Because quick charge is not just, you know, before you could just look at your, uh, how many amps you're, you're pulling in. But with quick charge, you're not actually pulling five volts constantly anymore. Yeah. So you need to know voltage and amperage. And this pulls both. And then also tells you what currently, you know, your your current supposed wattage is supposed to be. Okay. So it will tell you if, you know, if you're just doing a regular charge or if you're doing a quick charge on this one. Um, also, you know, gives you your various versions of Bluetooth. Gives me my current link speed to the Wi-Fi. Um, currently tells, so, you know, what, what my current download speed is and everything else. So a lot of background data about your phone. Yes. Except, just, I guess, how much space you have your, available. Your space. And like what's taking up your space. All right. I I just don't really worry about it. I plug my phone into a high powered charger every night and that's pretty much it. Well, uh, that's remember when I talked about the the wireless charger for this phone and how I had got what I thought was the quick charge wireless. But when I, you know, when I literally put it on there and put this on here and I looked at it, I was not getting what I was supposed to be getting wattage wise for it, you know, to be a quick charge. That's when right. I sent the old one in and got the one that was listed on the uh, the Google store page. Brought that one in, threw it on here, was able to go, oh, look, yep, now I'm actually supposed to getting, you know, the wattage I'm supposed to be getting. So. Right. It's also like the cables, right? Yeah. No, there's... Yeah. Like sometimes the cable is just isn't as good as it's supposed to be. Yes. Well, definitely, you know, we didn't talk about that, but yeah, USB uh, 4 cables are coming out there, which should handle tons of data speed. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, 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 if you're curious about some of the nuts and bolts of your phone, this will be able to tell you that. It just, you know, okay. can't tell you, I guess, everything. <laughs> the one thing I ask about right away. Yeah, the one thing you ask about right off the bat cannot tell you. Yeah. So. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. How do you like your toast? I had toast this morning. Like, as we started recording, I, I was, when, when Andy and I are getting ready to record, we're looking for topics, we're going through and just chatting, like, I was having toast. Uh, I like my toast toasted lightly. Um, ideally, it's it's the color is changing, but has not reached a like dark umber brown kind of thing like that. I prefer it a little lighter than that. Um, generally, a little bit of butter, glass of uh, cinnamon and sugar. That's it. I'm trying to think of the last time I had toast because <laughs> normally I have bagels. I mean, that's that's something totally different. Right? I know. Like, all right, if I had toast, uh, golden brown, and a little bit of butter, and some jam. Ooh, jam's pretty good. Yeah. No, we've got How? We've got we got some good jam from uh, IKEA. What that we really like from Canton? Yes, from the IKEA from Canton, which we t- <laughs> talked about. They do what, one. What do you? Uh, what do they? What do they call it? What do you do for your bagels? Bagels? Yeah. Um, normally I try and get an onion bagel and then I, uh, you know, lightly toast it and I do the, uh, I think like, uh, onion and chives. Um, cream cheese. Cream cheese. Yep, there it is. Raspberry and blueberry jammed mixed together. Huh. It's some good jam. Like, we, we got a bunch of jars in the basement down here just because, you know, we weren't sure the next time we were going to go over to Ikea. So normally when we go, we always, you know like stock up on it yes yeah it's it's a it's a mix of raspberry and blueberries it's really good okay. but yeah no yeah onion bagel with onion and chive cream cheese <laughs> i have a feeling people you know it's if they would smell my breath 
after that would just stay away. Yeah. But no, that's that's my breakfast normally when I. <clears throat> well, we're actually right now what we're doing now is we got uh, the muff the blueberry muffins from Costco because Isaac is really digging those right now. So one of those muffins is like 600 some odd calories. So that's your breakfast right there. So I'm trying trying to actually think when the next time I'm actually going to go and get uh, bagels. Probably when he finally gets sick of the blueberry muffins. Yeah. yeah I would love to have more bagels. I miss bagels. No really good gluten-free bagels? So what do you? What is a defining trait of a good bagel to you? Slightly crunchy, slightly chewy. It's got that, you know, yep. you, it's got that crisp outer, I don't know, like a heavier duty your toast. So that, that chewiness, right? Yeah. <laughs> Generally coming from, from the gluten. From the gluten, yeah. That... So yeah, I, not much I can do about that. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't really help you on that one. Yeah. So I, I can't. <clears throat> yeah, man. Now I really want a bagel, <laughs> and I don't have any here. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I guess with that, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.